The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this 20th day of January 2020. Today's show is, uh, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great uh, articles, great sports articles, and other great podcasts, craft brood sports. The uh, guys over at No Credentials Required, which I watched this morning with Ryan, and a uh, great show this morning, by the way, Ryan. If you're, if you're listening to this or watching this later on and all the other great shows we have, the Corner Booth Podcast and my guy Vince Stover at the, the Sports Stove Podcast and everything else got going over there. Thank you very much to everybody who listens to our show on a daily basis or watches on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, later on today or whenever and tell your friends to do the same as well. Uh, I've been, been away for a while. I haven't done one of these uh, solo shows for, for a few days uh, or a couple of weeks actually when it comes down to it. I uh, got that new gig going on with the WCBL team here in Lethbridge. We're trying to get the uh, 25th anniversary merchandise out and uh, get the game day operations and it's got some exciting stuff uh, happening around the ballpark that we were planned for uh, the upcoming season so make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for that for those of you in the greater Lethbridge area or wherever you may be if you're uh, listening right across uh, North America wherever you are maybe go to our website there at lethbridgebulls.com I think that's what it is I should probably should learn that since uh, you know I'm kind of you know, part part of part of the whole organization now. But uh, make sure you go there and maybe get up, get uh, get yourself a new hat or uh, a t-shirt that we got designs coming up. They'll be up on the website next week. But anyways, uh, the NHL. It's hockey day in Canada here. It used to be a much bigger thing right across the uh, the airways than it, than it is now. Maybe I'm just because I watch a bunch of different things that I, I'm not just tuned in to uh, the NHL as I used to be. And that just says something about the, what I'm going to talk about today. But uh, we have the the Jets and Senators, Leafs, Canucks later on later on today, and then of course the Battle of Alberta is happening with the Oilers and Flames uh, getting her down tonight. Uh, that Leafs that Leafs Canucks game, you know, little little aside here, that gets people out in Vancouver a little bit ramped up because that game starts at uh, four o'clock local time and the people are, are usually used to the seven o'clock local time game start and there's a lot of people who don't like it but i you hear the other side of the store where people actually like that that game start time because you know you, you can go have a couple of beers before the game then you still have the whole night to to yourself to go out and do some stuff after the game so i think that four o'clock start time on a saturday afternoon i think that's almost perfect time for a hockey game to start uh and then you're actually in bed a lot a lot sooner like we always me and dean joke a lot about uh when you uh why can't there be concerts start at like five o'clock or four o'clock in the afternoon on a weekend because if the concert starts at seven, you know the opening band or the opening band's gonna start. Then the 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 the, the, uh, the headline band won't get going till about uh, 9 30, 10 o'clock. By that time, old Brent's ready for uh, ready to hit the sack and ready to hit the old fart sack and call her a night. So uh, having the four o'clock start time, I think it's a great thing for Hockey Day in Canada out there in Vancouver, and the people can uh, enjoy the rest of their night or go go do something else even like they can go to another hockey game, a junior game or whatever else they they might want to do that night. So it's uh, I think it's a good thing personally. But people in Vancouver, they're they're finicky bunch but anyways as you're you're watching uh, these teams go on there's 32 teams national hockey league right now uh and now they're, they're talking about expansion uh across the national hockey league probably going to 36 and then i was there was even talk about getting to 40 teams but right now they're talking about going back to atlanta which would be a, an absolute disaster they've tried that 
twice before. Uh, they had the Atlanta Flames in the 70s, uh, and then they lasted about 82, I think it was, when they, they moved to Calgary, and that's where they are, obviously, where the Flames are now. They're talking with another team in the greater Toronto area. I don't know if that's the best of ideas. Uh, yes, you have a population based in the in the greater horseshoe of 6 million people and all that is and, and everything else, but I don't know if uh, you would ever get enough people to uh, to break their Leafs fandom uh, and to not be Leafs fans, and that, that would be a tough uh, tough sell for a lot of people to, to all of a sudden start supporting a new hockey team. I know you have, uh, like in, in, in New York, you have uh, the Rangers, you have the Devils, you have the, the, the Islanders, but those are in three distinct different markets and three distinct different areas, whereas in uh, Toronto, I don't know if you would have a uh, be able to break that uh, those those barriers down, those borders down by by just inserting a new team there. I don't know if that's the best idea if it would work because people are diehard Leaf fans out there and the media's diehard Leaf fans. And I don't know if you'd be able to break up if the Mississauga Leafs became or the Mississauga arrows or whatever it might might be if that became a thing i don't know if that would work out very well either another place is getting a, a, a lot a long look is uh houston you know some deep pockets out there there's already a building there where the uh, where the rockets play but there's a there's a bit of a discrepancy there but who would be the the main uh the, the least and everything else a lot of business and a lot of lawyers going getting involved in that one so i don't know if that's the best thing and they, they had a, a long time the houston arrows were there for a long time i think gordy Howe actually played there with his two sons it went back in wha days and uh, so that's uh a long, long time ago, but then they had a minor league team. Uh, I was watching a show the other day that uh, they were talking about the Houston Arrows when they, in, in the AHL not that long ago, and they were playing in front of 14 or 15 fans. They said it didn't go over very well. Yes, uh, the, the professional hockey landscape's a lot different uh, from minor league hockey to uh, to the National Hockey League, so you, you would get some a lot more looky-loose, and people go into the game maybe, and it, it would work maybe for a, for a year or two, but I think the, the, the luster would wear off pretty quick because, once again, you're going to a uh, – this scenario where you already have the Dallas Stars. Yes, there would be a Dallas, an instant Dallas-Houston rivalry. I get that, but I don't know if that would be the best of ideas for that. Another team that's getting a, a little bit of a look is Salt Lake City, but now Salt Lake City is uh, rumored to be, if they, they can't get it straightened out in, in Arizona, which they still haven't haven't gotten that deal done, they might, might end up with a, the Arizona Coyotes moving move to Utah, so that one's kind of on hold. And then the fifth one that they're, they're talking about is the Quebec Nordiques ending up uh, having a team again in Quebec City, whether it be the Nordiques again. I don't know whether they, they, I don't think you, you couldn't call them the Nord Nordiques. I think it's just one of those things like when Winnipeg uh, got back from Atlanta or became or moved from Atlanta, so they didn't get back from Atlanta. But they, they be the Atlanta um, the Atlanta Thrashers when they failed again in in that city, uh, they ended up going to Winnipeg. I think you had to call them the Jets no matter what. So if there was another team to end up in Quebec City, I think you would be obligated to call them the the Nordiques. I don't know if that would work well either because all of a sudden the Nord Nordiques have been a, a, away for a long time. Yeah. You would probably have the same boost and the same fan base and the same, but I don't know if you would have the same passion that people in Winnipeg have because uh, Winnipeg didn't have it, didn't, uh, there's nothing else really going on in Manitoba. So they were not forced to, but that, that that's a team that they could call their own for the entire province. Whereas, whereas the Nordiques have been gone for 20 some years already. And all of a sudden you have a lot of those people who are, are, are Montreal Canadian fans. I don't think they're going to going to change their, their allegiance to the, to the Canadians or from the Canadians to the Nordiques. I just don't think it's going to work that way. It's just one of those things. I don't know if the, the, going there. Yeah. We you would have that, that boost. Yes. You would it'd be good for the economy, but you remember, like the biggest rivalry that you had for the for the Nordiques was was with the was was with the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And the, the the thing about rivalries back 
uh, back then is you had a lot more teams that would or players that would stick with their teams and they wouldn't have a, a situation where they were moving free agency and on and on it goes so you wouldn't have that instant rivalry I think yes maybe the fan base would have it but there was a definite hatred between the players uh, of the Canadians and the and the, the Nordiques because that was an instant thing and the players stayed there for a long time and so that that hatred grew o- over the years you look at the Battle of Alberta that was the same way both those teams came to the league at the, at the same time basically and that was uh city to city that's there was a definite difference between Calgary and Edmonton that's why there, there there was that rivalry back then they played so often and they had great teams that met in the playoffs year after year and Edmonton always won except for an 86 and 89 where the, the Flames prevailed in 89 the Flames actually ended up, uh, winning the Stanley Cup that year and who can forget the 86 Steve Smith goal that stopped the Oilers uh, dynasty a little bit put them a little a little bit of chink in their armor but yeah like the rivalry I don't know would would be instantly uh, reignited be- between the Nordiques and, and the uh, and the uh, and the Montreal Canadiens the the, the I don't know if the NHL personally, I don't think the NHL is really ready for an expansion. Yes, the owners would want a, another expansion to go from uh, the 32 that they have now to 36 because they want more American markets involved because that's where the money is. And if you look at Atlanta, they want to go back to Atlanta again for the third time which would be an absolute disaster again, I think. But it's one of those things. Atlanta has, I think, the sixth or seventh biggest TV market in the United States. So that, that brings a lot of money in and on and on it goes, right? And all of a sudden, these expansion fees are going to be, be- the better part of a billion dollars to get a team. You, you look at the Ottawa Senators, they were just sold for $950 million for a mediocre hockey team. And that's mediocre at best. They aren't even mediocre. They're they're bloody well awful right now. And uh, you, you don't know how much money is involved in that uh, in that TV market and how that all works out. But you look at how, what uh, an expansion fee would be now. It'd be the better part of 1.1, 1.2 billion dollars to get an expansion team. And that and that money gets spread out amongst the 30 teams that that aren't uh, uh, Las Vegas and that aren't uh, Seattle. So that that that's going to be that's a big big chunk of change for the other 30 owners that would get a uh, they would get a percentage of that each right so it's a lot of money involved in there and you get in some bigger tv markets so i understand on the business end of things why the nhl would want to expand and get things going but i don't think the nhl is uh, could be honestly be prepared to have a team uh any more teams get in the league for the simple fact is they're just not enough players there's just not enough quality players. The league, I think, is watered down as it is. You have a bunch of nondescript teams, a bunch of nondescript players already skating around the ice, going up and down. We talk about it all the time here at 1420 World Headquarters that you got a lot of players that are going up and down the ice, the exact same players doing the exact same thing on every team. And there aren't there aren't that many teams that are very good. And it's it's you have a lot of mediocrity right across the National Hockey League. Like you go right down to the goaltender position. Like you just break it right down to there. There's not enough goalies in the league right now that that are that are any good. Like there's just not. So to, to add another two to four to four to eight teams in the next 10 years, I just can't see it being done. There's just not enough quality hockey players that should be allowed to call themselves national hockey leaguers. And that used to be an honor and everything else. I mean, it still is an honor. You make the national hockey league, but now you get guys that just aren't good enough. I don't think the league, the league is prepared to expand anymore. Yes. It's more of a global game. Yes. You're having a lot more uh, American kids coming up, a lot more American kids getting drafted and European kids getting drafted high and everything else, but there's just not enough quality players across the league that are, that are ready to, uh, to take that next step to make a team and to make, to make a, a new fan base interested. 
uh, it's just because now you even look at uh, how the expansion deal went from even from Las Vegas to Seattle, how they changed the rules. And yes, uh, Vegas went to the finals in their first year. And that, that's been a, for all, all in all a, a 100% success uh, as an expansion team winning the Stanley Cup last season and everything else. And the, the, the fan base is, is huge there and they get great crowds and everything else. But, they, but it is Las Vegas and they have a marketing scheme and, and it does work. And not everybody can, not every uh, city can offer what Vegas has. And this is one of those things, have expansion, expanding the international hockey league, I don't think is a very good idea. Like you even look at something that I just thought about this. You you already have teams that, are, that, that aren't getting players as, as free agents. And now you're having teams losing draft picks, guys that have been drafted because they just don't want to play there. So you, are you going to, you're going to tell me that if a team's in, in, uh, in Houston, that, that's got gone 10 and 72 or whatever it might be in their first year, you're going to have some kid that's, that's out of, uh, out of college saying, I, I want to go there. I'm, he'll, he'll say, no, I'm not going there. You're, or, or a goaltender saying, Hey, do you want to go play here? And he said, no, I'm not going there. They stink. You already have put kids saying, I'm, I'm not going to establish teams with the Philadelphia Flyers and that cutter Gauthier kid. So I don't think that going I don't think expansion right now is the right idea. Yeah, the money's there. Yeah, the money's huge, and I get it. I totally understand that on the business side of things, but on on in general, the league is watered down. The league is not that good as it is, and you have a, and it's right across the country. I think viewership is down. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say for sure, but there's less buzz less buzz year in year out about the National Hockey League and forcing it down uh, people's throats. Yes, you'll have the the initial buzz of, of the of a team going to your area, but I, I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, they already it already doesn't work in in Phoenix, like and it's, it hasn't worked. There's there's still they got to get that mess figured out before they go anywhere else and try something different because you, you're you're already playing uh, in four thousand seat arenas. Like they're getting less, they're getting smaller crowds in the PW, the Professional Women's Hockey League, which is doing very well, by the way. I just finished watching the New York Boston game that my man Luca's at. He went to the game today. He said the crowd was really good. I, the crowd looked really good for from what I saw on TV there. But anyways, like they got to get that mess figured out there. And you already have another irrelevant team, basically in Anaheim, who's been around for a long time, and players, you know, that 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 are saying to you, don't football, don't get drafted there because it's a they have a, a tight pockets and everything else, and they're already thinking about trading guys like Trevor Zegras, who's the who was supposed to be the next coming of, of whoever you want it to be, not a, not a team of Solan here, a uh, Paul Correa, as I was about to say, but Zegers was, was touted to be like one of the next great ducks, and they're already talking about getting rid of him. That There's there's teams that, that they're fiscally responsible, and I get it because they stink, and they're not good, and they have no hope in winning. Right now, like me and Dave talked about the other night, we talked about there, there's there's only four or five teams right now out of 32 that actually have a, a legitimate shot at winning themselves a Stanley Cup, and adding more teams is only going to water the whole thing down. Like, I would get rid of teams go back to 21 like it used to be there was nothing wrong with that or go to 24 and have the east and west division have an equal good good deal but then you have too many teams making the playoffs right so that's a, that's a thing that when you had 21 teams and, and 16 were making the playoffs that wasn't a good thing so if, if, you, if you missed then you were you were quite bad so it's one of those deals but i just ha- having an expansion it's it's not good for the quality of the product on the ice yes there is money there's there's going to be money there's going to be rich guys seeing that they they, they can make more money somehow some way and that, that don't really care about the on ice product at all and that, and that, at the end of the day it's, it's the, the fan bases that that end up getting hurt and it's the fan bases that end up uh, suffering a little bit because ticket prices will go up and because they always do ticket prices never go down no matter what no matter how bad a team is a ticket price doesn't go down and it's one of those things that maybe the national hockey league and gary bettman yes they he, his job is to work he, he works for the owners and his job is to find out find uh, other revenue streams and ways for these rich guys to make money and one of the best ways to make money would be just to get a simple a simple expansion 
expansion fee because an expansion fee, like I said, is $1.5 billion dollars or 1.1, 1.2. Like if you got to think that the Montreal Canadians are worth how much, how much money now? Like if the Ottawa Senators went for 950 million, what are the Canadians and the, and the Maple Leafs worth? And the, or the Rangers, what are they worth? So you you look at what the, the like it's it's only going to add to the, the 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 value of these franchises. I I understand it like on the business side of things, and it it makes complete sense on the business side of things. But for the rest of the, the for for hockey fans and for the game in general, the integrity of the game and everything else, it would be an I I think it would be an unmitigated disaster. Like I think it would be an absolute train wreck if they went and expanded to to any more teams in this league. They got to find a way to to get. The, the team's more competitive. They got to find a way to get goaltenders. They got to, like, if you, you think about this, you think about this, like one of the best goalies in the league right now, still, still at his age is Marc-Andre Fleury. And there, and he's, he's going to play 30, 35 games a year. Like you're, you're not going to see many guys with that, that kind of pedigree ever again. And if, if he's one of the best in the league still, then you got a major problem moving forward. Like that's he's like he's there. They're talking with him going to the Oilers at a trade deadline if he if he decides to get rid of his uh, no trade clause. I think it's, it would be a good move for the Oilers to go and get a guy like him and and, ba- and not be a backup, but be a a one A one B kind of deal with Stuart Skinner and uh, having that uh, having that team because that Oilers team's flying obviously twelve in a row. And it's crazy to think twelve in a row that they that they won or 11, yeah, I think it's twelve right now. They're at the, those Oilers teams that were high flying back in the eighties there with Gretzky, Curry, Messier, Fuhr, uh, Coffee, and blah on and on and on it goes that they didn't win. 11 or 12 in a row we were kind of laughing about that last week we were looking at when they were at the 10 game mark like how, how could those teams not have won nine or ten in a row but I, I remember like there was actually a on this day the other day where they lost uh seven one to the to toronto made police back when we were really bad back it was 80 82 or 83 last saturday on this day but yeah it's one of those things you, you just wonder like what's what's the nhl thinking product wise like it's not getting better it's only getting worse and adding more teams and adding more players that just aren't good enough to to a league that was that's the the top of the, the top league in the world and watering it down it's it's a bad it's a bad move it's a great business move but for for a, a sports fan i don't think it's going to work i i don't think it's a wise decision i think it, it would it would take more fans like tradi- traditional fans away from the game yeah you'll have your diehards no matter what but you're going to have you're, you're going to start losing guys you know, vintage brent radlinski 49 50 years old who are who are thinking you know what this isn't the uh this isn't what uh, this isn't my nhl i know that they they don't care about me watching games i they, they could care less because I don't buy tickets. I don't go to games. Uh, maybe the odd one here and there, but I don't go to that many hockey games anymore like I used to because it's just not that entertaining for me. And it's just not that great. And there's there's a lot of teams that I just don't I don't care about. The rivalries aren't there because of free agency. And yeah, that's that's old man, get off my lawn, Brent, again. But uh, it's one of those things. You just, you wonder, like, it's a business decision. I get it. But I just wish that the the business end of things would would, would go away. And I think you're going to have a little bit of a problem here once they do decide to uh, to expand. Cause it's coming, no matter what, it's coming. They're, they're, they're not going to turn, the, the owners are, they're, they're rich people like making money, right? So it's coming. Uh, the, the one thing that you're going to see, though, you're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a head scratcher from the NHLPA saying, okay, there's all this money going to the owners and there's all this expansion fees going to the owners. Why aren't we getting, why isn't some more of this money going to the players? Like, why aren't we getting? Why aren't we getting a uh, a boost? Yes, players are making more money than they, than they ever have, but the owners are making a, a real big chunk of change too. And when you got expansion fees, everything else, they're going out. The NHLPA is going to want to see their their slice of the pie too. Because without, without players, you don't have anything. But obviously, you can have, no matter what, you're going to have more. You're going to have a player that's going to be willing to play no matter what. But uh, the top guys, they're, they're going to start saying like, why isn't salary cap going up? Well, yes, it's going to add more jobs. Yes, you'll, you'll have more players that play the National Hockey League, but 
the players are going to going to want to get a bit of a, a piece of the piece of the pie because you remember like it's this money's getting spread with the 30 owners and that's it and, and their businesses and everything else the, the players aren't seeing one penny of uh, of this this stuff so you just wonder how long that's going to last with the uh with the oil with the owners and the players and how that's going to all going to pan out when gary bettman uh, signs the signs the deal for a new a new team in either quebec city or atlanta and atlanta's coming don't let's let's not kid ourselves. Atlanta's getting a team because of that TV market. They're going to try again and they'll fail again. And uh, like that's that's so ridiculous. Like how like how bad that Thrashers disaster was last time. The building at Phillips Arena was really weird. They they had the one side was all luxury suites. So just a, a horribly thought out uh, idea and it didn't didn't work out. And I don't know why they would think it would work the third time. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense in Houston. I don't know if that'll work. Uh, I don't know how successful that that would be. Salt Lake, I I don't know. It's a, it's a minor league city to me. Uh, yes, they have the uh, the jazz there, but that's it. And they, like they don't have a big college presence. It's a smaller town. I don't know. They, they've had they've had minor league hockey teams there. Like the, the the Utah Grizzlies were there for quite some time. The Salt Lake, actually, the Salt Lake Golden Eagles uh, were the Flames uh, farm team back in the '80s too. So uh, maybe like some places are just minor league cities. And that's what they are. Like they got a minor league baseball team that's highly successful. But they, like they got the Jazz. I get it. But that's it. So I don't know if that's the, the wisest idea. Would it get a boost? Maybe. But there's some different revenue streams and different ways of thinking out there in Utah. So who knows if that would work? I don't know. And, and another team in the Toronto, the Toronto area. I don't know if you'll you'll get the uh, the, the fan base excited because they're all Leaf fans or or uh, Senators fans, right? I don't know if another team in that area would would work. It, it, I know it's worked in Chicago with two baseball teams, but they've been around forever, right? And it's got you got two football teams in New Jersey at the same building, but they've, they've been around forever. I don't know if adding another team in the GTA would be uh, the best of ideas. I, I I just don't think that would work. And to, to asking uh, twenty thousand plus a night or nineteen thousand plus a night to change their allegiance and not not be wearing Leaf jerseys. Yeah, the Leafs games would sell out, and yeah, you probably get people to go to games because they can't get Leaf tickets. But how how excited would the fan base get? Uh, when it was all when it's all said and done with the second team in Toronto, so I think uh, Gary, if you're listening or anybody knows Gary who's listening to this uh, to to our show here, maybe maybe uh, send them a note and think, tell them what I think about expansion in the NHL. I think it's a terrible idea. It'll water the product down. There's not enough good players right across the board from the from the goaltender out. So it's uh, one of those things. You just got you got to look at that. That uh, maybe it's just time to to slow things down. Put the dollars and cents behind you. Get the product that we have now better first. Get that get that thing going. Get the, the league more competitive. Get more teams that are actually viable to being being a, a Stanley Cup contender and not just having a bunch of guys skating up and down the ice, looking themselves in the mirror and practicing their sellies. Because that's what that that's that's what league is right now. They got to get the league more competitive. Get 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 uh, more of a competitive. Uh, it's they have a competitive balance, but it's almost too 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 balanced. There's just too much parity. I guess it's not a it's not a great product. There's so, there's a, the players are are, are are faster and more skilled than ever. But the, the game itself is not better. Not something the NHL's got to look at fixing before they go to any other markets that don't give a damn about the National Hockey League. There's my thoughts for today. Here's a little word from our friends over there at SeatGeek. SeatGeek presents Boomstick Lady. SeatGeek helps her find the perfect seat so she can sit where her boomsticks make the biggest boom. Oh, okay. SeatGeek handles the tickets so fans can fan. Thanks to our friends over there at SeatGeek for, uh, you know, supplying us with uh, the means to uh, keep going with this uh, goofy uh, little endeavor we got going on. I'm going to talk about that in half a second. But thanks to, to SeatGeek very much for, for sponsoring the uh, 1420 podcast and 1420 in the morning and everything else we got going on here. And, uh, yeah, use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. On this day in 1989, Mary Lemieux scored his 50th goal of the season. 
uh, one minute, 18 seconds into the game in the Penguins. 7-3 loss to Winnipeg Jets the Winnipeg Arena in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Lemieux's 50th was assisted by Rob Brown and Bob Airy and was the second fastest to 50 goals as it was Lemieux's 44th game of the season, only behind Wayne Gretzky who hit the 50-goal mark in his 39th game in 1981. Lemieux, Lemieux also added two assists on the night. Uh, he would score 85 goals and had 114 assists for a whopping 199 points on the season to win the Art Ross Trophy as the NHL's leading scorer. Lemieux's onslaught on goaltenders continued in the playoffs as Lemieux had an eight-point night versus the Flyers and the Penguins' 10-7 win in Game 5 of the Patrick Division Finals. That included Lemieux getting five goals in that game. The Penguins would lose the series to Philadelphia in seven games, but not for lack of trying by Lemieux as he would score 14 points in the series, second only to uh, Flyers uh, star. Remember this guy, Tim Kerr, who had himself a 15-point series back in the 1989, a high flying man. Those you wonder how many points Lemieux would have got over the years if he uh, if he didn't you know the cancer and the back problems and everything else because he man he, he scored 600 goals. I think he had 1,100 assists and everything. Like he was an absolute beast. Like, like would he have uh, had Gretzky numbers in close? Like he would have been right there. But he's uh, probably top three, top four players of all time. And, uh, but anyway, it's on this day in '89. Marilyn, you got his 50th of the season and only the 44th game. Crazy to think that. Uh, and there, there it was the Winnipeg, uh, the Winnipeg, Winnipeg arena with the queen in the background on on the uh, on the wall in the, in, the, in the one end there. I never got to go there, but uh, one of those things my uh, my cousin played there for a short period of time when he got done his uh, tenure with the Leafs and the Bruins. He ended up as a Winnipeg Jet uh, not too far from his hometown of Bertle, Manitoba. Yeah, Bertle yeah, or Beulah, one or two, I can't remember. Anyways, anyways uh, thank you very much once again for 2Seat Geek for sponsoring our show. Here's a, here's a little word from our friends over there at Righteous Felon Jerky. Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is the official jerky of Belly Up Sports. For over a decade, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky has led the American meat snack revolution by concocting delicious, adventurous, U.S. sourced jerky recipes for uncompromising carnivores across the country. With 15 different flavors to choose from, Righteous Felon has all jerky lovers covered, and by using promo code BELLYUP, you will get 15% off your purchase at RighteousFelon.com. Do your taste buds a favor today and rip into a bag of Righteous Felon Jerky. All right, here's the final thoughts for this uh, 1420 in the morning on the 20th day of uh, 2024. For those of you who, uh, don't, well, for, I, I, t- I told these guys all the time, and it, it's uh, got some sad news on Tuesday. It was, we talked about it a little, little, little bit the other night with Dave there. We got some really sad news in the Belly Up family, and uh, that we lost, uh, you know, a friend of uh, everybody's, uh, that Tim, we, although we don't get to meet these guys, but Caesar, uh, he passed away in an ATV accident last weekend. And uh, it's really uh, kind of, it shook me, it, it, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say a little bit, it shook me a lot actually because yeah the thing about you you watch podcasts or you listen to podcasts and everything else uh, and especially the indie ones like 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 we do here at 1420 world headquarters yeah you get to kind of think you get you, you get to know the the produce the, the the people who put it on you get to, to know the 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 people who uh are on the air and, be, and off the air and you get to you know their sense of humor a little bit and you really get the feel of, of who they are as people and the more you, you listen to and the more you watch them the more of a, of a connection that you end up having with these guys i hope there's people out there that feel the same way when they listen to our show and they can have a laugh with us or a, or a, they can disagree or agree with us 100%. And Caesar and the guys over at Craft Brew Sports, Mike, Mookie, and uh, 
and Scott, uh, 100% in no, no particular order whatsoever. Those guys, uh, you, you get a feeling of what they're wanting to do. And when I got, first got the idea of, uh, of doing 14, 24 beers with a sports stock and a whole lot more, uh, what they do is pretty similar to what, what, what we're trying to accomplish here. They've been doing their show for a few years longer than us and they they have a good time. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great show and it's a lot of fun. When Caesar jumped, jumped on that show back in March of 2022 as an intern for, uh, from Belly Up Sports over to, uh, Craft Brood Sports. He fit in instantly, and I, he, I, he pretty much right when he uh, when he came on the show is right when I started listening listening to their show and watching their show up on YouTube. And it was every it's on Wednesdays, and they moved to Tuesdays or whatever it was. And it was something that I looked forward to on a on a every week. I would uh, Deanne would be at work or doing whatever she was doing, and I would hunker down. I'd watch craft boot sports all the time. And Caesar was one of those guys who was always had a smile on his face and always had a a, a good hot take. Or if and if he uh, if he didn't care about something, he would he he would he would look disinterested. And but he would find a way to to make it laugh. And he, uh, he had such a great bond with those guys. And it was such a great show. And it still is a great show. And I, I'm sure they'll carry on without Caesar. It won't be the same. And it, thanks to YouTube, we can still keep watching those all those shows and all the, the laughs that uh, Caesar provided uh, hundreds of people uh, all the time. They, you know, it's it's one of those things. You, you you get a connection with these guys. And they're not uh, – and when Caesar passed and you, you got the news, it, it really hit home. Because, uh, like, if, uh, if a, a famous uh, podcaster or a famous sportscaster, if they passed away, you go, well, that's that's, that's unfortunate but these guys that are that are grinding it out week in week out they really put a lot of effort into it and they, they're trying to find a way to maybe make a couple of bucks or maybe make a career out of it or maybe just have a, a lot of fun and there's there's different people who do do podcasts for different reasons and the guys at craft food sports they had a lot of fun you could tell that that mike scott and and, and mookie they really cared about caesar a lot and, and the show that they put on the internet was very touching and it was very uh it was it was it was a it was a good it was a good watch but it was a hard watch and the the, the amount of admiration i have for those those three guys to be able to be able to go out and do that was that uh, was something to behold and it was it, it's something that really, really uh, shook me a lot. And it's, uh, you know, you, you think about the podcast that we put out and you, you, you try to do something week in, week out that's going to connect with people. And I really connect with those guys. And I like to thank them for, for going out week in, week out, and especially this week that would have been very tough to go out and do that. And it's a connection that uh, like, I've never met the guys. I've never, I never had the opportunity of speaking with Caesar. I never have the opportunity, like me and Mike message back and forth a little bit now and then. And it's, uh, it's one of those things you, you, you get a connection with these guys and you, you understand what's, what they're, what they're trying to do. And it's not just those guys, but there's other other podcasters out there that we we built a uh, we we built friendship with over the last couple three years that we've uh, been on their show, they've been on our show, uh, and you, you you talk about you talk about two dudes in sports news, and you talk about Jim at the fan in the van, and you talk about uh, the, the the other guys, you talk about Aaron at brutally honest, and uh, it's the the connection you have with guys that you probably never never meet, but you see them on the screen, and you talk to these guys, and you you know that they're they're grinding through it, and they're trying to find ways in their head to uh, connect with people and uh, and get it out there. So, yeah, like, as much as we like doing these shows, there's a there's a reason for that, that we're trying to still still do it, right? There's a, we're trying to maybe find a way that we can become a half-ass, I don't, I don't want to say famous, but half-ass, uh, half-ass celebrity, I guess, is one is the way to putting it. But you have, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It was really tough. And you like, you, you, you hear about stories over at David, the level, level of playing field. There's a situation he's got with his, his, uh, his living situation right now, where's uh, uh, the landlord came in and said, did something and you feel for these guys, right? And you, you get a connection with these guys a lot more, more so than you do with 
with guys who are like, I watch the Michael K show and I watch overdrive and I listen to those shows all the time, but you don't have that same connection. Yeah. You, you laugh at their, you laugh at them and you, and everything else, but you don't get that same connection as you do with indie guys like, like myself and like Dave and, and like uh, Jim, the fan of the band who go out week in week out. And uh, yeah, you just, uh, it, when, when the, the, the news of, of Caesar uh, passing away that uh, that really hit home and it really really shook shook me up a, a lot and it's not just um, it, not it's yeah it's, it's hard to explain it's, maybe it's something uh, uh, over here at belly up sports and I, I won that creator of the year award with the, here, here's the uh, here's the belt right there in my hand for those of you watching later on YouTube maybe we it's time to maybe we uh, this one's just from uh, maybe to dedicate this one to Caesar and everything else and maybe from here on in we'll create we'll call it the uh, the Caesar award or whatever we can maybe be uh, dedicate uh, the yearly award to Belly Up Sports to Caesar because he was a he was a unique individual. He's a funny, funny individual. He, uh, you, you know, he cared about those guys over there at uh, Crap Brood, and uh, he and that week in week out, he did a lot of stuff that uh, made me laugh, and I was uh, really excited to to listen to him on a weekly basis. And uh, like I said, good thing that there's still there is still YouTube out there, so I can go back and watch a lot of those old shows and have a laugh uh, and think about all this, uh, this the goofy things that Caesar would say and the the, the hot takes and. The, and the, the, the the guy knew his sports. Not that was another thing that I was really admired about Caesar. Even at a young age, he knew his stuff. There was always a lot of uh, the more you know things and go, Caesar would Google stuff a lot, not really knowing what the, the other guys were talking because they had they were twice his age pretty much, right? So it uh, there were there were things that he would be learning on a, on you see his googling away and, and figuring out what was going on and uh, a lot of stuff that made, made a guy laugh on a nightly basis. So thank you very much to Caesar and the guys over especially especially Caesar right now for all the laughs you provided me over the the two years you're on the show and uh for the for the for the X amount of years, I'll, I'll, I'll keep watching that show uh, on, on on YouTube and re reminding myself of all the loss that I had. So here's to Caesar and everything else uh, over there at Craft Food Sports. And th congrats to Scott, Mike, and Mookie for continuing on and, and getting that show going forward as, as you're going to keep going. And like I said, which time maybe Belly Up Sports, maybe I'll uh, send this message out that we'll have to create a memorial award. Uh, in Caesar's memory from here on in. And by the way, uh, I'm going to put it up in our show's notes today. I'll put it up in, in, in the in the comments section and everywhere else uh, the description of there's a um, there's a, some merchandise being sold uh, in in Caesar's memory that all the proceeds will go to his family for help with funeral costs and all that stuff. So make sure you go out and get a rope hat or whatever because Caesar loved loved his hat. So make sure you guys go go and check that out. But there's uh yeah it's it was a tough goal for sure. And uh, us podcasters we stick together we uh, we help each other out as much as we can. Uh, no matter matter what and it's a, it's it's a tough slog sometimes like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and like we uh, we come out on a daily basis and we or bi-weekly basis like me and me and dave put two two shows out a week it's a it's a slog and sometimes you don't get the uh instant gratification that you you, you want but there's also times where you get a lot of gratification if, if one person reaches out and say hey, that was a great show sometimes that's enough right sometimes your downloads aren't where they aren't, aren't where, you, where you want them to be and uh, sometimes things go up and down and sideways and there's uh and you get a little bit down on it but then you, you remember that there's guys doing the exact same thing that you are and they, they keep grinding it out and they put together good shows, even, even in the worst of the worst situations, like, like the guys over at Craft Brood had earlier this week. It was the worst situation you could possibly imagine, but they managed to put a show together that was uh, not only, it was entertaining and, and very heartfelt. So you, you, you feel about with these guys, you, you grow with these guys and you just remember that uh, for all the podcasters out there, everybody's sticking together, everybody, we're all trying, we're all uh, hoping to, everybody that uh, each, 
we're all hoping each other succeeds and that's uh, one of the great things about the about doing this it's a it's it's a lifelong dream of mine i've been thinking about being a sports broadcaster for a very long time and now i have an opportunity to do it now now i actually have a job in 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 uh, in sports too right so i uh I got that as well. So things are going pretty good here. Uh, there's times where you you get a little bit down, but then you realize, you know what? Uh, guys have it a lot worse than, than than I do, or or there's a lot worse situations. And just because we're not getting the downloads, the views that we hope we're getting, uh, there's still things that uh, that uh, can be a lot worse. So that's just one of those things. It's uh, yeah, there it is. Anyways, that's 14.20 in the morning for this Saturday afternoon. Jesus, Saturday afternoon already. It's funny how the day gets away from me. Anyways, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go over to uh, Belly Up Sports. Get there, subscribe to you, you, your, their YouTube channel. Listen to all the great sport podcasts we got out there. Don't worry about Overdrive. Don't worry about the Michael K Show. Don't worry about Barn Burner and all those other ones. Listen to some indie podcasts every now and then. But make sure you listen to the 14.20 Sports Bar podcast. For Beer Sports talking a whole lot more. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great weekend, folks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talking a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.